0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at
1: gopowercat.com. And I'm Michael Swain of fog.net. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening
2: Wildcat and Jayhawk fans and welcome to The Drive sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at gopowercat.com and the man across the studio from me is michael swain of fog.net michael we've got football we've got actual stuff to talk about and we might just
1: have two very good football teams in the state of kansas i'm fired up about football season fits i've been waiting for so long for this as you know we talked football all the time in the spring last year finally here and it's going to be a pretty exciting year it's fun covering these teams you can interact with us on
2: social media at facebook.com slash the drive show on twitter at the drive 13 and of course answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our twitter page and remember if you ever miss an episode of the drive you can listen to an audio only version that will appear each monday morning in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com and fog.net we start things off with our two-minute drill, the first
1: segment of the two-minute drill, sponsored by Vanderbilt's, your work boot center. All right, Fitz, Kansas State opened its season with an impressive 45 to nothing win over Southeast Missouri on Saturday in Manhattan. So, did this game go about as well as K-State coach Chris Kleiman could have ever hoped? Yeah, and, and actually that was my first question to him in the post-game press conference. I mean, they didn't have injuries.
2: They rotated in players. I think they had played 77 guys in this game, including I think a dozen true freshmen. Since they have that new rule in which you can play four games and still redshirt, they played a lot of them in this game. But here's the thing is those players were good. They might be able to help this team. Michael, look, this was an FCS opponent, as was KU's. SEMO came into the game ranked 11th in the FCS. They were in the playoffs last year. They said this might be their best team in school history. And while I'm not up on SEMO football history, I know that this team is very well regarded at the FCS level. And yet Kansas State just absolutely dominated the line of scrimmage for most of the game and really did whatever it needed to do. Will Howard operated, I know he hooked up with uh, R. C. R.J. Gar- Garcia, who's now in the regular rotation for the receivers. A lot of fun plays in this game. They opened it up, and there was even a throwback pass. It, it, Will Howard caught a touchdown pass. Will Howard had a touchdown pass, a running touchdown, and a receiving touchdown in the first half. And I think that stat pretty much sums up the day, along with this stat. SEMO had six yards of rushing in the game, and they only got over the zero mark late in the game when the backups were all in. Six yards of rushing from what is supposed to be one of the best rushing games in the FCS level. This was a great performance by K-State. They got a lot of players in. They've got a much bigger test this coming week against Troy. But they did indeed accomplish everything they really wanted to accomplish. They got some answers on special teams. They saw these freshmen on the field sometimes with the front liners working them in. It was a good day for the Wildcats. It was a little warm at the stadium. They had a stripe
1: out. It was a great day. I was inside eating ice cream sandwiches. It was perfect for me. I think, Fitz, when I look at these games, right, week one, can you be crisp? Can you come off the ball and beat the team that you're playing? I think we saw some other Big 12 teams struggle with that this year, and I think it speaks volumes about where K-State's at right here in week one that this was the type of performance they put together against what you said is a right a ranked FCS team pretty yeah. impressive overall got
2: to come out and take care of business and KU struggled a little bit but kicked it into gear because Kansas looked to be on the ropes for a short period against Missouri State on Friday but a strong second half pushed KU to a 48 to 17 victory did KU check the right boxes
1: before taking on Illinois next week I think so. And I think this is the perfect week one game. I think KU would have taken what happened with K-State, right, a 45-0 win. But I think Lance Leipold and the coaches have just enough to harp on this week where there were good things in the game, where you look at the defense, right? I think that's the biggest question mark going into this year. And you saw the defense in the first couple drives of the game get hats to the football that's something that has not happened and you watch some of the best defenses in this conference they get waves and waves of players to the football you saw that early in the game KU's defensive line also showcased a ton of athleticism something that we haven't really seen for KU along the defensive front in a long long time But there was a lull in the game where the defense didn't get hats to the ball, where all of a sudden the defensive line had a drive or two where they were stymied a little bit. And I think that's the exact type of thing where now throughout film this week, the coaches can go back and point and say, hey, look how good we were when we got hats to the football and the defensive line was coming off the ball fast. Look at what happened when a mediocre FCS team in Missouri State was able to keep us from doing those things. So I think that was big. I think offensively it's about reinforcing what you know Kansas is, which they're going to be an explosive running game And then you look on the outside, regardless of who is that quarterback, right? Jason Bean or Jalen Daniels, we'll talk about that in a minute. But regardless of who is that quarterback, they need to be also a consistent passing team. And you saw that blended approach. It was almost even in terms of yardage, about 270 passing yards, about 240 rushing yards. That's exactly where this offense needs to be. And even then you see the impact turnovers can have where that period in the game where Missouri State made sure Kansas had to sweat a little bit. Well, it came after a Daniel Highshaw Jr. fumble and it came after a turnover on downs where Mason Fairchild missed a block. So I think overall, you're looking at this game and saying, KU showed enough where they dominated through stretches, but there's a lull in the game where the coaches can go back on tape this week and really harp on some things. I think that's a perfect spot to be in when you've got a physical and experienced Illinois team coming in this week.
2: I feel like KU's got such an offensive identity with Jalen Daniels, and I don't think Jason Bean played bad. They just had to figure out how we're going to go about this in a different way,
1: and once they settled into that, he was pretty efficient. Yeah, I agree. We got more takes on the quarterback in a little bit, but let's go around the Big 12 a little bit and maybe a new Big 12 team that impressed. It wasn't a great weekend for some of those Big 12 teams. Texas Tech lost to Wyoming. Baylor lost to Texas State, but I think most notably TCU lost to Coach Prime and Colorado. So Fitz, are the Buffaloes going to be a real big threat in the Big 12 next season? Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Look, I was really impressed. They've got playmakers. I
2: mean, they've just got some dudes on that team. Mm it was a first game in a new system, and while they thrived, TCU had nothing to go off of in terms of scouting. Everyone moving forward now will look at what Colorado did on offense and defense and maybe figure them out. But I'm just gonna say it, I'm gonna be blunt here. Colorado wouldn't be coming back to the Big 12 possibly, unless they did indeed hire Deion Sanders. If they hadn't hired him and showed that they're going to make football important again in Boulder, I'm not sure they'd be in the conference. But once they did that, it was a signal to the Big 12 that, hey, we're going to do this thing, we're going to do it right. And they roll into TCU, uh, a team that played for the national championship last year, and outplayed them the whole day. They they did. They just looked like the better team. Uh, I was impressed with Colorado. They have some playmakers, mm. and I I don't know about you, but I was a little surprised that Deion Sanders' son, who's a quarterback, was that good. He's the real deal.
1: Yeah, I think that the team overall is incredibly talented. I think people forget that Shooter Sanders was a four-star recruit and the standout of the, of the game was Dylan Edwards, another four-star recruit who happens to be from Wichita. Yep. But I think for me, the standout is Travis Hunter. I mean, he's oh. a, a retro college football player, playing on both sides of the ball, making an incredible impact. You look at the interceptions he had, it, it looks like a cheat code. It literally looks like Deion Sanders in his prime, yep. except then he goes and plays offense and is an impact player there too. I think this Colorado. Team is going to be fun to watch this year. Just because they've got incredible talent, I have no idea if they're going to win football games. But I know Travis Hunter is going to make plays. I know Shooter Sanders is going to make plays. That defense outside of Travis Hunter might get run over and they might have issues when they play some better Pac 12 teams. But I'll tell you what fits. They were impressive. I think you look at the recruiting footprint they've set. I think going into the Big 12 next year, I think they're going to be a threat because just with what Deion Sanders has done, he's recruited, he's added talent, and that team looks so much different than it did this time last year.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm really happy for Dylan Edwards. You know, he committed Mm to K-State and then committed to Notre Dame. And once Coach Prime went to Colorado, he followed him. They have a lifelong relationship. Four touchdowns in his first college football game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, a quick look at your poll questions results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live
1: in. Call today for a free estimate. All right, Fitz, last week's question was, do you like the look of the 16 new Big 12? Absolutely, yes. Got 60% of the votes. Not at all. Got 3%. And conference realignment stinks. Got 37% of the votes.
2: I I think... A and C are they can be the same answer. I agree. Like you can like the new conference and yet it stinks. Here's this week's question: which Big 12 team had the most disappointing week one loss? And here's the four schools that lost a Baylor BTCU, C,
1: Texas Tech. Texas Tech, what happened? D, West Virginia. Make sure you vote on our Twitter page at the Drive13. And that will do it for this half of the two minute drill, but we'll be right back with more on KUNK state on the drive.
3: Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
0: welcome back to the drive fueled by briggsauto.com
2: Welcome back as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. This segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency,
1: part of your community for more than 60 years. All right, Fitz, Will Howard started at quarterback for the Wildcats on Saturday, but the K-State coaches rotated in true freshman quarterback Avery Johnson in the second half. How is K-State's quarterback play, and is Johnson the real deal? Uh, the quarterback plays really good.
2: I mean, uh, Will Howard looked really nice throughout the course of the game. As I mentioned, he was throwing the ball, he was running the ball, and even catching the ball. Um, they seemed like the offense was in a good place with the new running backs and no Deuce Vaughn. I didn't seem to miss a beat at all. And as we got into the second half, we started to see more and more freshmen, and eventually we got the question answered, who was the backup quarterback, and it turned out to be Avery Johnson. And Avery came in last year's backup, Jake Rubley. You know, he backed up Adrian Martinez until he was hurt, and then Will Howard pulled a red shirt off. Jake didn't even see the field, which is a little interesting. I think he will play quite a bit this season, but they wanted to look at Avery, and they got a good look at him, and the kid is pretty special. He looked It just didn't look like it was his first college game. He was so calm throughout his time on the field, ran for first downs, made some great passes, ran for a touchdown in which he cut back against the traffic and and got his way into the end zone. K-State's quarterback room is absolutely loaded because there's guys I haven't even mentioned that could play for K-State. They're good enough to play. But the emergency of Will Howard and what he's become at a six foot five, 240 pound NFL style quarterback that stands in the pocket and throws it all over the place, but yet is athletic enough to move around. That's that's a pretty good weapon. And then when you can bring in Avery Johnson who can run the ball, he's supposedly the third fastest guy on the team and he's a quarterback, which is remarkable in itself. I think you might see these two guys work on some things by themselves and you know, And also on the field together. I I think Avery might be the Wildcat quarterback, but with this catch, he can throw the ball. And you know what they did on on Saturday? They put on film that not only can Avery Johnson throw the ball, Will Howard can catch the ball. (laughs) I don't know that that was an accident or if that was a message to any team preparing for K-State. Just because Avery comes on the field and Will splits out wide, that doesn't mean he's not getting the ball. I,
1: it's an interesting situation they could have a lot of fun with it i think interesting is the right way to frame it but I, i've watched avery johnson in high school there's a great game where his May's team took on derby and he was incredible he's a incredibly talented quarterback and i'm excited to watch his growth at k-state not only physically but i think just overall as a human yeah and plus he's got great hair I mean, i'm jealous
2: I, I, i'm so jealous jalen daniels didn't play in ku season opener and jason bean did get the start What do you think of Bean's performance and are you getting
1: uh, a little nervous about Daniel's injury situation? Yeah, not so nervous about Jalen Daniels, but we really do have to start with Jason Bean because I think so much of this goes back to the bowl game last year where he overthrows the pass in in overtime and he decides to come back. And I think here's the deal, Fitz, he could have gone anywhere. You look at schools like Iowa State, Oklahoma State, you're telling me they would love to have Jason being on their roster competing for the starting spot. And he decided to come back to KU. And I think that speaks volumes about who he is as a person. But I think also about the culture at KU where players who maybe aren't gonna be guaranteed to play every snap still wanna be around because the culture is that strong and the team is that strong. As for his performance, I think he continues to show improvement. You look at his first game against South Dakota two years ago, you look at some of the games he played last year, and this year, I think he continues to be more refined. I think his decision-making gets better and better. I think there are times where he still maybe shies away from contact in the run game, but he's more willing to run up the field, not so much side to side. But I think you look at him, KU's lucky to have him as a backup quarterback because a lot of teams love to have him. But for Jalen Daniels, this is a situation where I think if Illinois came to town last week, I think Jalen Daniels would have played. I watched him warm up pregame. He looked perfectly fine. He was throwing it accurately. He had good spin on the ball. I think this is one of these deals where he's got back tightness. And fits. look, I know you're young, but I've had back tightness before, and sometimes it flares up out of the blue. Sometimes you feel good. I think they wanna make sure that it feels good going into the game this week. So you look at, in terms of the overall reporting of it, Lance Leipold has said that last week, Jalen did practice as a full participant. He did not get enough reps to be the starter last week. I have a feeling that'll change over the course of this week on Sunday, Brett McMurphy of Stadium reported that Daniels is now expected to play this week. I'd say yes. We'll have to see how it progresses over the course of the week because, as I said, back injuries can flare up. But I think KU needs Jalen Daniels to be available against Illinois because from what we saw from Toledo, Illinois struggles with running quarterbacks, and that's exactly what Jalen Daniels is.
2: I I don't get alarmed at my back tightness. I get alarmed when it goes away. (laughs) I'm like, what do I do now? I feel good. I'm not used to feeling good, Michael, at all but now we're going to step out of bounds out of bounds is brought to you by dares corner market we love local and we are local
1: for you yes the big 12 had some bad losses in week one but the four new members all won, and the four Pac-12 schools joining next season all won as well. Was this, overall, a good day for the future of the Big 12, Fits? I think so. I mean, you consider that TCU lost to a future Big
2: 12 program, so that's kind of a good wrapped in a bad. Someone had to lose. True. Um, Utah was a really nice win. It, it had been a while since they had a non-conference win over a Power 5 school. Florida came in. They didn't have their starting quarterback, Utah, didn't, and they still rolled in that game. It was impressive. Arizona's on the uptick. Arizona State got a shaky win, but I think they're going to be great additions. BYU struggled a little bit, but got the win. Cincinnati got a nice win. And then, of course, UCF down there really did a nice job uh, with an impressive win over Kent State. And Houston beat UTSA. And what was – I mean, UTSA was favored on Houston's home field, so that's a nice win. I love this conference, Michael. I can't get over how it's going to be so competitive. There's, there's no alphas right now, either on the field. And Basketball there is. I guess who that is. Or, and, uh, but there's nobody that's just going to rule the roost like Oklahoma did for so many years. That's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength for this conference. There are so many good competitive teams, and it's going to change every year.
1: I just have a feeling it's going to be entertaining from, from beginning to end every season. I totally agree, Fitz. I think the parity within the conference is gonna be awesome, where I think you're gonna see a lot of ebbs and flows where teams have really good two, three year stretches and then they go down for two, three years. I think that's gonna make for a really exciting product over the course of the long haul. I'm just interested to know these
2: these non-blue blood schools like will be in the Big 12, how does the transfer portal help and hurt them mm. as it makes sustaining success um, even more difficult? I guess we're gonna find out. Because the conference is expanding to 16. I think they should call it the drive 16. I think that's a great idea, Fitz. Well, now let's hear from the fans. Maybe they have an opinion on this. Our fan question is sponsored by MetalArk. Retirement awaits in Manhattan where you can live your way every day. Our fan question this week is, what did you think of the postgame antics from Deion Sanders? He was kind of uh,
1: feeling it, wasn't he? He was. I loved it. I'm here for it. Look, Fitz, I think coach speak has become way too prevalent. I'm here for coaches calling people out. And for those that missed it, Deion Sanders called out a local Colorado beat writer for not believing in his team. I think that's totally fair for a reporter to do. But I also think that it's great for a coach to actually give some colorful quotes. Now, the big thing is when Colorado loses some games this year, because they're going to lose, does Deion Sanders handle that with grace? If he does, he's got my support keep giving us good quotes, keep giving us good sound bites, things to write about, but just make sure when the downtimes come, you handle it the same way.
2: Yeah, he's not a cookie cutter, man. He's he's his own guy. Mm-mm. He's very entertaining.
1: I was just really impressed with his coaching staff and his team in that game. Yeah, well, make sure you ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at TheDrive13. When we return, we'll look at our predictions here on The Drive.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com.
2: And it's time to head down the home stretch of this week's show. Now let's take a look at our predictions. Predictions are brought to you by Kites. Meet your friends at Kites since 1954. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page, at thedrive 13. Let's look at last week's results. We get a tie. We, I think we all had the same picks. That's why we have a tie. We all went 2-1. Congratulations. We're above 500 as a group. Now, let's start with this week's picks. Michael, this line was higher than I thought it would be. K-State is a 16.5 point favorite over Troy. I'm going to pick K-State
1: to cover that but not feel good about it. Because you don't feel good about it, I'll take Troy. Yeah. Next up, we'll go to Kansas versus Illinois. Kansas is a three-and-a-half point favorite. I did not like what I saw from Illinois. I'll take Kansas. I, I'm going to pick Illinois
2: just because I'm going to be that guy, but I'm, I'm willing to say I'm going to get this one wrong. Our last game of the week is Baylor against Utah. Again, a future Big 12 game. Baylor stunk it up. Utah didn't. So why is this line only six-and-a-half? Will Utah win by more than a touchdown? Yes, free money. Yes, they will course it's gambling and sometimes you don't get it right trust me i know but we're both going to take utah again make your picks on our twitter page at the drive 13 michael somehow we ended up with time i don't know what we're going to do now it's time for our on the clock segment that we usually hurry through but now we don't on the clock is sponsored by carpet one by local for a strong local community michael Swain of fog.net
1: speak right now I'll tell you what Fitz, I might run out of time here. Uh, There's a new era of Kansas basketball recruiting I think we're about to enter into. And this past weekend is a good indication of that. Kansas hosted three top 20, basically five star recruits four official visits at the same time. It's the most top 20 recruits on campus at the same time since 2016. Coincidentally, how long has that been? Since the NCAA investigation into the program began. We're now what feels like the home stretch of that investigation and as the cloud continues to raise from that and i think current players also realize that you know NCAA tournament bands are probably a thing of the past i think you're gonna see kansas basketball take another step in the high school recruiting they started with the five-star commitment in florida Badunga. i think they're going to continue this cycle and going forward as bill self said he's trying to take the program to a whole nother level this is the exact start of it i kind of want to pick up
2: off that same sp- thought just think about it folks the state of kansas what's going on right now you've got k-u football rising up and and being very competitive and i think they're going to finish in the upper half if not the very upper part of the big 12 this year and kansas state seems to really be establishing a foundation you've got jerome tang that's lifted k-state basketball up to go with the magnificent performance of the Bill self teams You have both football and basketball in the state of Kansas for both schools. Absolutely rocking. It's a great time to cover it for us. It's a great time to be fans. And, Michael, you know what else is a great time for? It's a great time for everyone to watch us every Sunday night right here on this show called The Drive. It says it right there. the, uh, The Drive. My head's in the way. I can't read it. Anyhow, that's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media.